fucking hate Facebook. God, it infuriates me. But I use it because it's it's that ubiquitous. If you don't, you're just a fucking irrelevant ass asshole. If you want to, if you want to make a career like online, like I'm trying to do. Well, I'm I'm trying to make a career writing, and just you know, online is my particular venue that I'm exploring right now. But I, I wouldn't mind writing for television or film in the future. But online currently is my domain. And, Ah, fucking Facebook, just like the... You guys seen this Me Too movement thing? It all started with the Weinstein thing, right? The Weinstein scandal erupted. I can't remember exactly how that started. I guess one person in particular had made a harassment claim. And then there's like a headline where Harvey Weinstein responds to allegation with Jay-Z quote. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh my god. I mean, I was expecting something like 99, you know, I got 99 problems, with a bit, but a bitch ain't one. But it was, I looked it up, and apparently the Jay-Z quote that was used was like, not to say that that was Jay-Z, like, but apparently the Jay-Z quote that was used by Harvey was a lot more like, had some substance to it. But of course, you know, that's... As substantial as it might be, using a, a quote from a rap song is is not a way to address a sexual allegation. Um. So, yeah, the, then that st slowly started exploding, and that it's just like every fucking headline. Like, cause I I've, I'm like I'm I've got a subscription to Variety magazine. It was like it was like it was it was actually an assignment in film school. Like it was, it was something in our classes, something we had to do. Like we had to subscribe to Variety magazine so we could constantly get updates on what's going on in the Hollywood and the the entertainment industry. And I'm glad I did that, but like sometimes you just get spammed headlines of just a particular like one fucking thing, and this Harvey thing was just that. It's just like endless. Like oh god, what's what's he doing now? All these fucking allegations, and then the the Me Too movement spiral spiraled off of that. Like this, this Harvey thing was snowballing, and then this thing, the Me Too thing isn't isn't this isn't the first time it's happened either. Apparently, it happened decades ago. A particular woman tried to get the same thing going, and now it's happening again. And uh, it. The first time I saw it, I was on Facebook and I started seeing these. And I had, at first, I had no idea what the context was. Okay, I just want to be clear about that before I talk any more about Me Too. I had no idea what the context of Me Too was. So, immediate, my first reaction was, what the fuck is this new thing, this cutesy fucking bullshit now? Because there's such little trends on Facebook all the time, you know, like you start seeing people copying and pasting like statuses, thinking that it's actually going to accomplish something. And you're just like, fuck you, idiot. So I, immediately I started thinking of like jokes, like like instead of typing me too, typing me three and s just stupid shit like that, because I, I just have that like compulsion, like any. Anything I feel like like it's taking itself a little too seriously, and nothing on Facebook should be fucking taken seriously. I don't think, because it's just it's the internet, right? Like it's just all a big fucking joke. I don't know if you guys actually agree with me. I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to be honest and about how I feel about things. It's not necessarily the right way to feel about things, but this is this is the initial reaction I had, which is like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what is this me too? Like. It's just some cutesy bullshit, some stupid fucking thing again. And and then, but then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, uh, I was thinking, oh, okay, the 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 Harvey thing has been in the zeitgeist for the past couple of weeks, and and now people are starting to say me too, and it's mostly women doing this. So I'm like, oh, this probably has something to do with that, and it's probably something to do with sexual harassment. So, like, I'm very careful about that now. Whenever there's a trend or something online that I th think on face at face value that is fucking stupid, I'm like, okay, well, before I make any jokes, 
I better just be careful and do a little bit of research here, you know, so I, I don't come off as insensitive. And I was looking into it, and sure enough, it was because of the Weinstein thing, and it was this, like, it was uh, admission of being a victim of sexual harassment at some point. Apparently, it was just restricted to sexual harassment in the workplace. But, you know, people people grab that, uh, that hashtag, and then they run with it, and they expand it. You know, it's not just about in the workplace. It's just about in general. Like, if you're walking down the street one day, and you get inappropriately grabbed, and whatever, if you're a woman and you're getting harassed and catcalled or whatever people are saying me too and i was like uh, i was like okay, okay. like uh, normally i i fucking hate facebook trends and little cutesy shit like this but i could see the value in this i was like okay these like cuz what it does is it it does give people kind of a for some people an eye opening look at the sense of scale of just how much women are kind of mistreated because they are like i i got my problems with this whole like patriarchy thing and like everybody you know women just blaming everything on the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and shit like that rape culture like i'm so sick of those fucking terms because i'm like i'm not perpetuating a rape culture like fuck you stop telling me stop trying to convince me that i'm perpetuating a rape culture i'm not on board with rape i never have been i've never forced myself on a woman i've never been inappropriate with a woman like don't fucking tell me that i'm perpetuating a rape culture and so um so normally i'm just like oh this is all bullshit but i could see value in the me too movement because like i do believe in a patriarchy to some degree i don't think it's this voldemort-esque catch-all that you know a lot of people are using it for it's like oh will blame everything on the patriarchy and then nobody can be held accountable for anything and that just gives me this endless excuse to be mad and feel like a victim i hate that shit um but i do understand why women complain about a patriarchy to a to a degree because I know a lot of women who are just like they're groped inappropriately on a daily basis you know whereas if I was in that position I would get pissed off yeah if I was getting like like if I like if you're a man and women are inappropriately touching you it's it's a little bit different right it's not exactly the same thing but if, if I can I have the the empathic capacity to put myself in the shoes of a woman and think like if I was a woman would I want men just coming up to me and like touching me inappropriately no I wouldn't and I know women who deal with it literally on a daily basis like I know I have women friends of mine who have been like propositioned just at work you know they're like behind the register making coffees for people and then uh, some creepy guy will just come up to them and not ask for a coffee, but instead say, I'll pay you $100,000 to have sex with you right now. Like, if I was that woman, I, I would just be like, I would be annoyed at, at just being objectified at that level, you know? Like, you can just pay me X amount of dollars and I'll fuck you. Like, and yeah, like, for, for men, it's a little bit different because men have much stronger sex drives, I believe, right? But... I, can, I have the empathy to at least be able to put myself in the shoes of a woman, recognize that I wouldn't have, I would have a, pr a likely decreased sex drive, and I probably wouldn't be on board with being objectified to that degree. So, so in that sense, I agree. Like, yeah, there's there's a bit of a patriarchy out there, right? There's there's just this sense that w men, you know, boys just being boys, and they can feel up, you know, if they're just. They're just having fun, right? So they can grope asses and boobs and whatever, and and not expect. I mean, of course, of course, I would expect the woman to feel discomforted by that, because I wouldn't be on board with that. Um, but I, I at the same time, I do have a problem with this constant fucking sense of victimhood. You know, like people just riding this wave of victimhood as long as they fucking can. Because, you know, it, it gets people attention, you know, and subscribers and views and hits and makes them go viral and stuff like that. You know, victimhood is very profitable. And that I have a problem with, you know, saying you're a, a victim just because you want a lot of attention or money or whatever. 
I don't think it's really different for a guy. As a guy, just imagine an unattractive woman is touching your dick. I doubt you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. It's not. It's not always like, oh, you're a guy, so uh, you know, anytime a woman touches you, it's fucking awesome, right? It's not all. That's not always the always the case. There's. The, I've been in situations where, um, a woman has inappropriately like touched me on the leg, or, who I wasn't into. I wasn't interested in and I was like a little pissed off and trying to like show it via body language like I'm not interested I'm not having this like don't do this this is making me feel weird you know but I, I assume just for a girl it's, that feeling is just like amp amplified at least a little bit you know and so and, and I, I just agree with a lot of my female friends a lot of men that they deal with on a daily basis are just fucking scum and I agree, I understand their point of view when they complain about like a, a feeling that there's a patriarchy out there this just sense that women are permanently going to be like this kind of like saw as a joke in comparison to men and you know men build everything and they build all the houses and they build the space shuttles and it's men that brought you know people to the moon and it's men who did all this cool stuff and women don't do anything cool they're just you know they just cry and get pregnant all the time and cook but anyway i saw the value in the me too movement and i i showed my support to a degree and some what happened with it is that i thought it was going to be about strictly women because this this movement spiraled in particular off of uh, specifically the Harvey Weinstein movement which is a case involving the assault and harassment specifically of women right so I was I was expecting this uh, um, I was expecting this Me Too movement to be inclusive only of women and that's it but I, I was starting to see a lot of statuses from men male friends of mine who were saying Me Too as well because they were victims of sexual abuse and I was expecting a backlash against that I was like oh fuck these the women are not going to be on board with this they're going to be they're going to get angry because they're going to be like you're intruding on our movement and you know if I was thinking like the women w wouldn't want men chiming in because it's like can't women have like a space of their own where they talk about their feelings and things are bothering them like does every movement have to include men as well until the whole thing devolves into this like movement this mo much more broad generalized movement of everybody has to treat everybody better regardless of gender until the whole fucking thing loses steam and nobody cares anymore right So I'm thinking like the women are going to want to like keep this about themselves and they want to retain the specificity of it because this is stemmed specifically from the Harvey Weinstein scandal, which has targeted women specifically. Right. So I'm thinking uh, the men, the men are, who are doing this are just being dumb, like they're not seeing the backlash that's coming. But I was wrong. The women were actually I mean, the ones in my network anyway that I was seeing on social media, they were they were being welcoming of this. They were saying, uh, sorry, why the fuck would anyone, regardless of sex, be opposed to someone speaking up or out about sexual abuse? Anyone, regardless of sex, be opposed? Well, well, I just explained why. Because this, this particular movement stemmed specifically from the Harvey Weinstein scandal, which is about the abuse of women. Like you're not you're not hearing stories of men coming forward who are raped or harassed by Harvey Weinstein. They're all women. So I'm thinking the Me Too movement. They're gonna want to keep it exclusively women. Women, and who I was thinking if men tried to get in on that, and say, hey, I was abused too. Like I'm totally on board with men showing uh, sharing their stories of sexual abuse and contributing to the Me Too movement because it seems like why wouldn't you? Like I, I made I made a case for this on social media. I, I typed a, th a thing like, "Hey, I show my support for this, even though I never do this sort of thing." But for this case, I felt it was worthwhile. I was like, "Fine." I don't want to be a total fucking asshole where I alienate everybody that's on my Facebook group. I mean, as much as I feel so misaligned with everybody like on my Facebook network, like I feel like they ind all indulge in these social media things, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is stupid," you know. But uh, I was like, 
I, I was I was praising the movement because it was so welcoming of men talking about their experiences with sexual abuse. I was like, oh, good. They're not just making it about themselves. They're they're welcoming anybody, regardless of gender, to come forward and share their stories because sexual abuse isn't a problem that's restricted to a particular gender. It happens to everybody, especially children. This is what fucking bugged me about this, the, the, the Weinstein shit most of all. So I'm like a few days went by and all these headlines are coming out, right? And this, this, this Weinstein thing is snowballing, right? And I'm seeing all on the news just all these support groups and support hotlines just for fully grown adult women. I'm just like, you guys, you, does, does everybody understand here that the victims don't stop with fully grown adult women? Like, children have been, been being abused and fucked in Hollywood for years and years and years. Like, probably as long as it's been around. Just like the same as how women have been being sexually harassed and assaulted ever since Hollywood started. The moment it started. Like, it's been like this for literally a century. And all these children are getting hurt as well. But on the news, all I'm seeing is these support groups for women. It's like, well, why don't we, why don't we broaden this to accept anybody who's, who has experienced emotional abuse and uh, sexual abuse in Hollywood? Why is it just these fully grown adult women who are probably at least a little more mentally capable, at least, of processing what's happened to them and realizing what's wrong about you know if. if, if it, I started I started arguing on Twitter and with you know a couple friends of mine about this. I got into this ugly discussion about what's worse, like is it is is child sexual abuse worse than adult sexual abuse? Like adult on adult sexual abuse as a, as opposed to child on adult sexual abuse. Like is one worse than the other? And I was arguing that children being sexually abused is worse than an adult sexually abusing an adult. But people were like jumping on me saying, oh, so that means you don't have a problem with women being sexually assaulted, like fully grown women. I'm like, of course not, you fucking idiot. I'm s none of it's good. But I'm saying like if you were in a position where you were forced to, s to determine whether one was worse than the other, I would have to say that sexually abusing a child is worse. You know? Just because they're they not mentally equipped. I mean... Uh, there is a chance that they might be less traumatized the child that a child might be less traumatized by sexual abuse than an adult would be because they are groomed and conditioned in such a way that they think that what's happened happening to them is fine you know and it's to, to like warp their minds like that but even in that case where that child wasn't as traumatized as like say a fully grown adult woman who knows that rape is wrong who is an adult who knows that she shouldn't be taken advantage of like even if even if that person is more traumatized and that child is less traumatized because they can't they're not mentally equipped to understand what's ha happening to them is is wrong that doesn't that doesn't mean it's less sick just because it's less traumatizing doesn't mean it's less sick in fact i think it's more sick I mean, if, if you hear about an adult-on-adult adult sexual crime and a child-on-adult sexual crime, there's with the adult-on-adult adult sexual crime, there's at least room for doubt immediately on at face value. You know what I mean? Because you're like, well, maybe there was a little confusion with consent, and maybe you know they were drunk, or maybe not one person isn't remembering all the facts clearly. You know, there's a, there's some questions you can ask right away and say, well, let's get this thing straight here. But in a case of child on adult or adult on child sexual abuse, um, it's there's no room for doubt. You're just like that's wrong. You shouldn't do that, and the person who's committing that crime knows it's wrong as well. You know. So there's there's no room for doubt. You're at face value. You're just like, nope, this is wrong. This person isn't of legal age. Like this isn't good. What you're doing. Anyway, everybody's telling me to fucking change the sub. I, I want to talk about this. Like fuck off. Anyway, I'm done now. Okay, fine. We can move on to something that's. Oh, did I violate your safe space? Why don't we talk about something else then? Let's talk about something fucking stupid like a new video game or something. Fine.
Jesus Christ, what did I just join into? The insane ramblings of a madman. John, but the child consent, though. Children can't give consent. Well, a child can verbally give consent, but that doesn't mean it's worth anything. It's a child. Their brains aren't fully formed. I like the topic. Talk about whatever you want, John. It's your stream. Damn right, it's my stream. But anyway, I said what I have to say about that. The Me Too movement. Like, oh, one thing, one other thing I wanted to say, which I think is kind of funny. Like, I was, like, more and more Me Too move, Me Too relevant statuses were coming out. And somebody, somebody, I saw a status somebody wrote saying, uh, uh, really, like, somebody take the, some people take the bravery thing a little too far. Like, it's not that brave to, like, for someone else to, like, have the courage to come out on uh, on their own, of their own accord. And then for a flood of people to, like, join them because the, the target has already been outed, in this case, Harvey Weinstein. And then all, everybody who follows that person is also brave, even though, like... Like a hole's already been punched through the wall, and people are just storming through it. Like the the one person who broke that through that wall, that's the brave, that's the bravery, you know. But everybody who follows after that, they're just kind of joining in, you know. Is it really brave at that point? I don't know. But and some people get too carried away with that. They think they're so fucking brave. When really there's just a lot of, you know, attention seeking and fishing for likes and shit like that. Because people put so much, like, uh, value onto that, you know? Writing something on Facebook and getting likes. Like, in the grand scheme of things, who gives a fuck about that, you know? I would argue it's still brave. Yeah, it's brave to a certain degree because it's, so it's something you don't want it to admit to anybody. I'm I'm just saying in in a few cases some people are taking the bravery thing a little too far and they they're just like showboating, you know? Oh, look at me. I'm so fucking brave. I mean that that should never be the focus, you know? The focus should be putting a stop to the the perpetrator, you know? Not just because oh, I'm so brave for doing this. I mean that's a symptom, sure. But for some people, that's the focus. But I, I saw this one particular status, and it was saying, like, um, I'm, I'm disgusted with the people who are joking about the Me Too movement. And the guy wrote specifically, and if you're one of those people who wrote Me Three, then you're the farthest thing from funny, and you should shut the fuck up. And I think a little bit of that is like pandering to the to the women in that guy's network. You know what I mean? That because that was a guy that wrote that, and then obviously that status gets a shitload of likes from women in his social online circle. And I can't help but think that that's a little bit of the motivation. You know, getting all these likes from women and being in their good books. You know. But uh, it it just made me laugh because. I was thinking I was thinking of making those exact jokes that he was citing like that that me three thing like uh, that's some before I knew before I understand the con before I understood the context of the movement that's what I was thinking of doing just because at first glance I thought this me too thing was fucking stupid <laughs> and I wanted to make a joke about it so I, I, as soon as when I saw that I was like oh thank god I didn't I would have I wouldn't gotten fucking flayed alive but anyway okay let's not talk about that anymore let's talk about something else um so i've i have i made a couple commercials for rb and the chief i, I cut a 15 second you know those uh this goes, ties back to my frustration with facebook you know facebook has just turned into this like the facebook news feed is a joke like I like ten percent of it is like shit that p your friends are actually writing, and ninety percent of it is like sponsored posts, shit from Humor Tube, the Lad Bible, you know, the Shameless Gentleman, and all these fucking 
bullshit content aggregators that are not producing like original content of any sort. They just throw these fucking videos to, or, or these fucking like the dodo or like these fucking animal cruelty organizations who are advertising on Facebook. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Who like they grab footage of like you know wounded animals. This this puppy was was found in the at the bottom of a well and all its legs were broken and it was because of the the actions of this one kind-hearted individual and it'll, they'll slap on this fucking royalty-free feel-good music like da na 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 and it'll 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 be accompanied with this on-screen text you know because apparently people can't just listen to words they need to have the the text they're listening to fucking spelled out for them clear as day with particular keywords highlighted in in a particular color like it's fucking grand theft auto or zelda you know in the, the the text the text in those movies where they'll highlight certain keywords in a certain color so you understand what the objective is sorry this camera is out of focus okay there we go it's just such bullshit you know it's just this emotional pandering and everybody laps it up i'm looking at the comments and all these fucking videos and i'm just seeing all these like like oh i i hope the dog gets better xx oh sad face that puppy looks sad i'm glad he has a happy life now smiley face <laughs> this this is this is some people's day you know this is what they spend their day doing commenting sharing these bullshit comments on these stupid little fucking manipulative clickbait videos it's all horseshit all of it and you know on, and one of the things that pissed me off so much was these like you know those videos that play automatically facebook has a thing where if you upload a 15 second video if, it, if it's if it's 15 seconds or under if somebody scrolls past it in their newsfeed, it will play automatically. They don't need to press a button. And this pissed me off. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. Like, if I want to watch something, I'll hit the play button. But I took advantage of that for my own commercial. I made, I've made a 15-second RB and the Chief quick cut thing of just, like, a bunch of action shots. I just compressed them all into 15 seconds and then just a little title slate at the end. RB and the Chief, imaginoflogo.com, the, the site URL. And then people go to the site. And I think it's picking. I think it's doing a little bit of. It's beneficial. Like it's getting me some more website clicks and stuff, and people are realizing that that the show exists. Who had no idea? You know, they were fans of the show as long as it was running on Machinima, and then they, a lot of people who used to watch my show, have no fucking idea that I'm alive, let alone still making the fucking show. Everybody who discovers me thinks I was fucking dead. Like, why would you jump to that conclusion? Just because I'm... Oh, I didn't... You haven't seen any social media posts from me anymore, so I must be fucking dead. But anyway, I made a... I made a 15-second commercial, and I, I, I also put, like, a, my trailer that I made for Season 8. I put that on Facebook. And I, I dedicate a little bit of my budget to paying for the advertisement. To, to circulate those so people fucking know what I'm doing yeah it's so frustrating like I'm making all this content and there's so many people out there who don't have, don't have a fucking clue so I'm like oh, god I gotta reach out to them somehow and it turns out advertising on Facebook is like the most successful way to advertise because so many people are just on Facebook scrolling through their fucking news feed you know it's where a lot of people get their news S sorry to say it's a, it's a fucking it's a hell of a statement on the state of journal the modern state of journalism when you know a lot of people are getting their fucking news source from facebook and buzzfeed and all this stupid shit stop crying you fucking scrub how about you let me talk about whatever the fuck i want on my podcast and if you don't like what i'm listening what i'm talking about just fuck off anyway probably thought you'd eventually pull the trigger <laughs> John, do you know about Antifa? Oh yeah, I I, I didn't at first, but uh, recently I've been learning about it. Antifa, I, ironically, which means anti-fascist. 
Antifa is short for anti-fascist. And these people are going around being violent towards people who are saying things that they don't agree with. That's fascism. It's absolutely ridiculous what these people are doing. The state of the world is a fucking joke, man. All this P all this PC shit and Antifa and, and Donald Trump on his insensitive tweets and doing all this stupid shit and North Korea apparently like I every day I see a new fucking headline saying well North Korea is really on the verge of pressing the fucking nuclear launch button now <laughs> I'm just like oh Jesus you know then nobody's talking about that shit I watched that South Park recently you guys see that that was fucking funny where Tweak is freaking out about North Korea shooting a missile and then Mr. Garrison who's like basically Trump tweeting North Korea saying Tweak's not afraid of you fucking rice pickers <laughs> and then a missile goes flying over fucking South Park oh that was great this, like, this idea there's this like imminent looming threat and just nobody seems to give a shit But, John, it's okay to beat people you disagree with when you know they are bad people, obviously. Oh, yeah. Th yeah, that, that is very, very dangerous. This idea that this the, the, the regressive left is, as a number of uh, political uh, uh, speech makers call it, right? They're... The, these people like Antifa, they are so absorbed in the fact that they think they are right, that they they have they hold the moral high ground. They are the most they are the wholesome side of the political political spectrum, and therefore they are allowed con to conduct violence, which is so so wrong, you know. But they feel entitled to do it because it's like, well, there's no other way, so we have to fight fire with fire. And this is this is abs this this stuff that we don't agree with is hate speech. So we have to respond to hate with hate, and we have to punch back twice as hard with actual violence, as opposed to like they're they're equating words with violence, which is really disturbing. I was talking with my friend about this the other day. But I can't remember who it was, but some professor at like a university or something like that was saying like. The only way to respond to a microaggression is with a macroaggression, which means responding to words with violence is what that essentially boils down to. And you're just like, no, 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 no. That's, they're not the same thing. Get the fuck out of here. I love how you are telling people how it is when they are telling you what to talk about. Just keep being your own person. I respect that. Thank you. Yeah, man, if you don't like what I'm talking, I mean, I, I, like, I admit, I'm the first to admit that a lot of my, the things I'm saying are uneducated. I do, I don't do much research. I have a lot of feelings on things. I have a lot of strong opinions and I'm saying things that I think. I think I'm kind of right about, but I'm not sure. But overall, I'm just trying to be entertaining and funny. If you know, I'm not. In, if you're not on board with what I'm saying, just leave. But I'm not trying to divide anybody. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm just trying to t talk about things that I find interesting. And if you don't agree with me, I don't give a shit. And I, I don't mean to sound hostile either. Like I want, if you enjoy my content, you you know you like my streams and stuff. I want you to stick around and whatever I mean if you don't like what I'm saying you don't have to listen that's all that's all my point is well it's a battle of ideas except those people are so insecure that they can't defend their ideas without violence yeah exactly I mean the mere the mere fact that they have to resort to violence or you know pulling the fire alarm on a, on a political discussion in a university campus with a controversial speaker or, you know, surrounding the audience and shouting safety, safety to preserve some kind of safe space, you know, to prevent these horrible words from reaching virgin, delicate virgin leftist ears. And, and, and absurdist isn't just on the left. It's on, it's on the far right as well. I mean, there's insanity on both sides. The, the most, uh, I think the most, I'm convinced the most dangerous thing is to 
is to encapsulate yourself in a bubble on either side. It doesn't matter what side it is. If you're if you're in a bubble, period, that's dangerous. I was I was talking about this before. How like a a, uto- a, a societal utopia is somewhere in the middle of the political spectrum, right? It's not all the way it's not all the way left. It's not all the way right, but. The, the the politic popular opinion sways constantly from left to right, you know, and the the answer is somewhere in the middle. So if we want to find the answer one day, we have to listen to each other, you know. Both sides have to listen to each other, and the way to get to the bottom of in, if, of of these you know issues that are plaguing society is through honest, cogent political debate, like proper debate. Not, not this and this violence bullshit. This is stupid. Like these, all these the protests and stuff. Like I, I don't, I don't object to people's right to protesting, but I've just, I often question the efficacy of it. You know, because it just looks to me. Like I'm watching this shit on the internet, YouTube, like all these streams of like live protests, and I'm just watching one side squawk at the other. They both have megaphones. Like they both show up in the morning with megaphones. One side squawks in another. No side demonstrates any in, uh, uh, interest in listening to what the other side has to say. They just show up with their agenda. They want to. Sh- they want to shout their agenda all day for twelve hours, and then at the end of the day, they all go home and nothing gets done. You're just like, well, how? How was that valuable at all? That didn't further any kind of fucking political discussion. We're not anywhere new. We haven't made any progress. Like this is just fucking stupid. And so I, I genuinely think like proper debate is the way to like, is to the way to like get anywhere. You know, it, it might not not make a lot of progress in one debate, but in a lot of debates throughout years, we might actually get somewhere. You know, but the way to not do it is this Antifa bullshit, where you're just like, well, we got, we can't reason with them, so we'll just punch them all in the face. <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous, and uh, and so many, and uh, so I I see so many so few good debaters because they let emotion get into it. Like I was talking about earlier with the destiny debates, like it's so fun. It's so entertaining listening to his debates because so, so many so much of the time he interviews these fucking retards who have these strong opinions about certain areas of politics and then destiny just tries to get to the bottom of what they think and why they think that and it turns out that a lot of their philosophy and the way they think is rooted in feeling rather than fact and statistics and studies and like you know something that's actually worth considering i mean i have biases i i i feel things about certain things that you know I know that if, if a rational person were to come to me and explain the merits of it, I would be like, oh, you know what? That I guess you have a point, you know? But I, I get the feeling that, you know, you know, you, there's someone that you really like that you listen to and they have a particular stance on something. And then even though you haven't researched the stance yourself, you like that person. So you're just like, okay, well, I probably agree with his position on this thing, whatever it is. And you 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 build like a bias based on that, like so so whenever you encounter a friend who has a, pro- a problem with that thing, you just start repeating the talking points of that person that you like who is in support of the thing, rather than voicing your own personal, or you know, research or studies or anything like that. You're just saying no, I I I disagree with this because I feel this way. Well, that's not an argument. As much as you want to believe it is. I mean, I've been in that position where I'm furious. Like, I feel really strongly about something, but that's just it. I feel that way, you know? But at some point, statistics and actual logic and, uh, like, that has to factor in at some point. Like, if you want to get anywhere. Like, we have to look at the statistics. What's actually happening? What are the consequences of this thing on society? Okay, well, let's look at it objectively. So let's start looking at statistics. So you start looking at percentages and blah, blah, blah. And based on that, you're like, okay, well, maybe what we what we feel about something and what how something actually is isn't necessarily the same thing. Right? 
So you you need to retain like that's that's the mark of a good debater because everybody is emotional. B to be emotional is to be human, right? And everybody's human, right? So everybody feels things, but it's just a case of keeping your emotions in check and to recognize that you can have strong feelings about something, but it takes a good a true debater to be able to put that aside in their mind and say, well. I have feelings, but I'm going to be objective about this, and I'm going to look at the stats, and then I'm going to make a decision based on that. That that makes perfect sense to me. But you have all these people that Destiny's arguing with, whose whose arguments are rooted solely in in emotion, and then Destiny points this out, and then the people just get angry, and they ended up they end up just calling him names, and then he ends up looking like the victor in the end. It's just like as soon as you start throwing insults at the other guy, you've lost. You fucking lost, you know? Don't think that you can somehow, like, dig yourself out of that hole just because you call the, the guy that you're arguing with you disagree with, like a cuck or a faggot or something like that. Like, that, that that's nothing. That's not an argument. You know? You know, I forgot the fucking point of that. But anyway. Ugh. John is a vegan feminist who vapes. I don't, I don't vape anymore, actually. It's very occasionally, but not as much as I used to. I'm, I'm trying to lay off that. So what you're saying is that Bernie would have won. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I'm on, entirely on board with Bernie either. I have a lot of friends who are Bernie supporters, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of that is just like rooting for the underdog, you know? The guy who didn't like make it to like the 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 level that Hillary and Trump made it to so you know just the mere fact that he that Bernie's the underdog that means that everything that he says is right like that's bullshit but I haven't done enough research on on Bernie like I I haven't done enough research in politics in general so I mean just take anything that I have to say with a grain of salt because who the fuck knows if I know what I'm talking about chances are I don't okay What's your relationship with Rooster Teeth like? I haven't I haven't talked to them in ages. They've been doing their own thing, man, and I've been doing my own thing. Give up the douche flute. <laughs> That's my vaporizer is a douche flute. That's good. You don't vape? What have you done with the real John? I mean, Sanders was much better than the rest, but he by no means made sense on a lot of issues. Yeah, man, I've, I've been listening to a lot of, like, people talk. I've, I've, I started, my, I started listening to Milo Yiannopoulos a lot. And I had so many friends who hated him. Like, I kept hearing about him and, like, how he was such a shithead and he was hateful and he was so dangerous to listen to. And I was like are these guys full of shit or is this guy really that dangerous? Like I'm going to find out for myself. And then I watched a bunch of his videos and I don't agree with everything he says, but I like him. He's, he's funny. He, he's not afraid of like words. He doesn't give like naughty words power. Like I respect that about him. And then after Milo, I listened to, I've been listening to a lot of Ben Shapiro you guys listen to him I really like him he's smart as fuck and I, again I don't agree with everything he says but that doesn't just because I disagree with a couple of things someone says doesn't mean I don't like him I like Alex Jones believe it or not I mean I don't know how you guys feel about him I think he's funny as fuck that 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 humor may not be intentional but man is he fucking funny like him talking about on Joe Rogan about the secret of NASA and his his secret <laughs> his his secret talk with like what's his name Buzz Aldrin one of the guys first guys on the moon saying oh, it's true Alex there's there's an obelisk on the moon and there's aliens and interdimensional pedophile vampires and everything else <laughs> he has this way of 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 boiling down everything into this ridiculous hyperbole which is just funny. And uh, on I think Alex Jones is probably a guy who I would be okay having a beer with, you know? 
And yes, he's a shill. Yes, he he endorses. He shills his fucking products. Like his store is hilarious. You go on a fucking AlexInfoWars.com and you look at his store and the stuff he's selling, like ultra male vitality and like super alpha male X and Y and Z and like all this stupid fucking shit. Like uh, with all like this military grade marketing, you know that shit. Like 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 um, cases for phones. They're like, this is military grade. Your your phone will be fucking indestructible if you buy this. That fucking like, you know, pro military marketing. You're just like, oh, this is this is military shit. This is this is the good shit. That's so bullshit. Those guys are fucking knocking futs, though. Are you just talking about Alex Jones? Or are you are you talking about Alex and Ben Shapiro and Milo? Because I would not, like, for instance, I would not uh, group Alex Jones and Ben Shapiro together. I mean, Alex Jones is very funny, but he's very, I think he can get very carried away. Like, Ben Shapiro does his research. He has facts to back up his statements. He's very smart. He thinks through what he's saying. Very articulate. He's a smart fucking guy, and I don't I don't agree with everything that he says because he has a very particularly religious upbringing. He's a Jew, and he like he takes that very seriously. And like there's aspects of his arguments that are rooted in like his like religious philosophy and things like that. Where and you know he's making an argument. I'm just like, well, I don't know if I'm on board with that. But he's usually pretty good with that, like putting that aside and staying objective, like. You know, even though there's things about his religion that make him oppose certain things that are embraced in popular opinion, he's willing to like set that bias aside and say and and look at what's best for you know everybody, you know, as opposed to anybody that just belongs to a particular group. But I I I started I started listening to all these different people, and. Uh, fuck I had friends who like I knew in school in film school who like I, t I told them I was listening to a lot of conservative media and they just like gave me a weird face they were like why I was like well why not I mean surely the most dangerous thing is to put yourself in a bubble on either side this is the bubble argument that I was making like <laughs> to be honest like I, f I feel like, I feel more right-wing than I ever have before in my life. Like, I always thought that I was never going to feel like I was a right-winger. And I was always going to be in the left. But the left is doing so much stupid shit and getting so much hate that I'm starting to actually question my political stance for the first time in my life and say, well, where do I lie? Am I still left? I'm probably a little left-leaning, but maybe I'm a centrist now. Or maybe I'm a little bit conservative. Like, I, don't, I fucking don't know anymore. It's so... That's so hard to get a handle on. It just feels so messy nowadays. Now the world feels like in, it's su in such an ugly state right now. It's it's a real shame. And you know, it's, it, 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 nobody even wants to talk about politics. Like, don't even mention it. Just fucking pretend that Trump isn't there, and none of this shit, like North Korea and shit like that. Just pretend nothing, none of that's happening. And then let's just all live in our delusional fucking world where all that matters is Facebook and puppy videos and all this bullshit. Like, it, I, I understand the political fatigue, absolutely. But to just, like, not talk about it anymore, like, how are we going to get anywhere based on that? Like, we're going to have to talk about it at some point. I'm not saying I'm the guy to do it. I don't shit jack shit about politics, but... You know, just for everyone to just like condemn anyone who even brings up politics, I don't agree with that. It's like me like doing episode ten of the show and just ha including all those political jumping-off points of conversation. You know, like Trump being president or virtual reality or like three gun control and three D printed guns and shit like that. Like I was mentioning all these political talking points in episode ten. Just because I, I felt it was logical for the toys after such an absence of, of being gone, they would try and catch up with what's been going on the, in the world while they've been gone, and they would realize all these things. So it's like, why wouldn't you mention Trump? Why wouldn't you mention 3D guns and all this crazy shit? You know? Like, 
I can't just not talk about it. Anyway. Ugh. I know politics is gay. Nobody wants to hear about it. So I'll just keep reading comments here. I less than three to talk about politics. It's, it's a reality anyway. Well, thank God for that. I was expecting to read the chat and just read a fucking flood of hate. Saying, why don't you move on to a different topic? Let's talk about hard justice. Let's not. Destiny said he wants to carpet bomb Mexico. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm not entirely on board with Destiny. And, you know, I got to I got to take that comment with a grain of salt. I mean, I'm I'm not entirely convinced that's verbatim what he said. And if he did, it might have been in a joking context. Context is so fucking important. Like I always prioritize that first over whatever anybody says on surface value, you know? Are you saying Ted Cruz isn't the Zodiac killer? <laughs> John, what's your thought on the travel ban? Uh, to be honest, I don't know too much about that. What is that? I assume that's like a, like certain, like people who are Muslim or from certain countries being barred from flying to the United States. Is that what that is? In which case, I really don't know. Like that fucking list, like that that uh, destiny debate debate with Jontron was fucking fascinating. Even even though, like Jontron wasn't really making a coherent argument, like it was just fascinating to th to hear what what's going through the heads of people like that and people who align with him. You know what I mean? Like I like. Uh, I love listening to terrible interviews, you know, because like interviews gone wrong or interviews where not everybody in the debate is necessarily that smart, you know, there, there is still value in listening to those because you really, you get, you get a real unfiltered sense of what a particular demographic graphic is thinking on a particular issue. You know, it's, it's kind of like watching bad movies. I don't. I don't just watch. Like I'm. I'm a huge film buff. Like obviously. I mean, my my business is film. But I don't just watch good movies. I watch a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> I watch more shitty movies than I do good movies. Way more shitty movies than I do good mu movies. And I think that there's a lot to be learned from watching shitty movies. If in some cases there's more to be learned from watching shitty movies than watching good movies, you know, because you learn what not to do as opposed to what to do to make a good movie, you know? And there's a lot more things that you shouldn't do, you know? Um, so, yeah, I was listening to John Tron, and I was listening to his stance on, like, like the, the topic got onto white nationalism and Trump and immigration and, like, barring certain people from entering the country based on their race or their religion. And um, he he didn't know how to navigate the argument. Like, John Tron was a perfect example of somebody whose stance is rooted in feeling. They feel a certain way, and they feel like that's enough justification, right? And the, the other person should just get it. Like, Destiny, like, they kept throwing that insult at Destiny. Like, oh, you just don't understand. You're living in a real another reality, dude. Like, he kept throwing that at him. Just like, that's not an argument. You're both obviously living in the same reality, you know? And so, like, he's just going, so John Tron is just, like, going in these circles about tribalism and gene pools. <laughs> like... And pres preserving a white identity, but like they, he's trying so hard to make it not about race. You know, I, I don't. We don't hate these people. We just want. Uh, we're we're just. They try and disguise it as it being about American ideals, right? It's not about race. It's about ideals. And people with a certain skin color don't hold the same ideals as white Americans do. You know. So it's like, well, nobody is not it's not about race, but nobody non-white is allowed. <laughs> uh, um, and 
I have to say, I understand both sides of the issue, you know? Like, I, I get how America doesn't want to lose the sense of identity and they feel like if they, if they let all these people in from Europe and these Middle Eastern countries that the, there's this sense of Americanism and this, this unifying sense of identity and Amer- holding American ideals is going to be diluted to a point where America is not really America anymore. It's just like a bunch of people from all over the world of a bunch of different religions, of a bunch of different ethnicities, of a bunch of different backgrounds of, who might hold different ideals. And I... I understand the thought process behind trying to preserve that. But everybody in America is kind of already an immigrant, aren't they already? Like this this is where like I'm going to start sounding like a fucking retard because I don't know my history. I'm very bad with that. But I think I do think that America has a long history of immigration and it doesn't just start now with like Muslims. You know? And I I can't say I'm for the wall. I think walls are just like, and I know there's probably people in this chat who who are probably in full support of the wall. And I'm not going to make fun of you or ridicule you for believing that. But I have a problem with walls in general just because I think they fundamentally don't last. You know, eventually they'll get broken down. Because that's just the way the world naturally progresses. You know, like we, we invented the Internet. And we're constantly, like, becoming more familiar with one another, like, internationally, like, across continents and huge bodies of water. Like, we're, like, the internet has made, has achieved a certain level of communication and connection between all people that wasn't possible before. All of a sudden, we, people in one corner of the world, understand, have an idea of what it's like to live on the other side of the world, you know? because everybody has a phone with a camera on it and they can just record what it's like you know like you want to see what it's like over here here you go and they, they just film it and you're just like oh shit i didn't realize you know and it's just, it's just it's bringing people together and i think the the more that happens the more people are just going to be steadily more comfortable with with one another and if you build a wall it it, it might there might be some benefit to that right now but in the grand scheme of things, it's only a temporary fix. It's like, you know, like putting a Band-Aid on a big gaping chasm, you know? So it's only a matter of time before that wall comes down. Because, like, the, I, think, I don't think the natural progression of the world is for us to just seal ourselves off behind a series of walls, you know? Eventually, we're all just going to come together. I don't fucking know. But look, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I, I'm against the wall, and every, any, every, anybody who's for the wall is a fucking piece of shit. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to make anybody in this stream, whatever your political stance, feel unwelcome. But if you don't agree with what I'm saying, you're you're more than welcome to leave. And it's it's fucking hilarious how Trump talks about it on the news. Like I literally, I laugh out loud every time Trump is talking about the wall, because all the time he's just talking to the microphone, saying, "It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the greatest wall you've ever seen." <laughs> just this pandering to the audience and just like using all this hyperbole and big words and like, um, like he never goes into detail about how he's gonna get the fucking thing built or where he's gonna find the financing to to make it possible. He's just he's just constantly talking about how great it's going to be. It's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen. It's going to be the best wall ever. <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is this is the state of the presidency in the United States." Like like fuck, man. You won't even believe it. Yeah, like all this fucking like it's, this is it's just sensationalism, you know? As someone who works in film and, and, and is a storyteller and puts together trailers and videos and is trying to get into that industry, I understand showmanship. Absolutely. But there's a place for it, you know? There's a time and a place. I don't think you should be using the position of the presidential office to be doing that shit. You should be, you know, backing up the things that you want to do with things that are facts that are, you know, substantial. 
John, it will make America great again. Yo, Jesus. It's going to be huge. <laughs> what if Mexico just makes a big... Li oh, yeah, I saw that. There's like a... It was like this viral video thing. It was in response to the wall. And then it was like... The, the joke of the video was like, this is the first time anybody has ever heard of a ladder before, obviously. Because it's like... All, you know, if, no matter how big you build the wall, all you have to do is, is build a ladder that's equally big and then just bring that to the wall and climb over it. And then it's like, it's pointless even having a wall in the first place. So, I think depending on how high the wall is, you need to, you need to make a fashion a pretty fucking tall ladder. That's what I'll say about that. But, uh, of course, that's entirely possible. Literally, just duct tape a bunch of ladders together. Make a super ladder. Prop it up against the wall. Everybody climbs over it. <laughs>